Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Block Talk Radio. Building the nation with the word of the Lord, teaching the people the love of God. Kingdom, 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 empowerment. Well, praise be unto the Lord God Almighty. Good afternoon, good evening, good morning depending on what time you may be catching the broadcast and the archives. I give God all the praise, glory, and the honor as I welcome you to Prayer, Praise, and the Word of God. I'm your host, Elder Corlette James. It is always such a, such an awesome pleasure to join in with you in the airwaves. You know, God has created technology and has given man the insight and the forethought to set things up that his word may go forth and that we can come together, have sweet koinonia with the Father, sweet fellowship and worship with him together, that we can edify him together, that we can build each other up together. God is a God of unity. He's a God of oneness, and he has called his body to unity. So I thank and praise God that we have the opportunity to draw nigh unto him together. Welcome, my brothers and sisters, to tonight's edition, Prayer, Praise, and the Word of God. When God first gave me that title, it just really blessed my soul because it really is kind of the – the blueprint and the the plan of God on how we interact with him and how we study his word, to go before him first and foremost with prayer. And what is prayer? Prayer is communicating with the Father. Prayer is not just giving him our laundry list of our wants and wishes and desires, but it is also entreating him and hearing from his Holy Spirit on what he would want us to attend to. I, I bring this up quite often, and it's because there's new listeners all the time, and I really want people to get in their spirit what prayer is all about. And if we go back to the Word of God and the first mention of prayer in the Word of God, we'll find it in Second Samuel when Nathan had come to David and told David all the things that God had spoke to his heart about David building a, a house for the Lord. Because it, it, and this was something I was just studying on this this past week, um, actually studying on the lesson we're going to talk about later on in the broadcast tonight. But when I was reading it, and it was it was very profound to me that Nathan at first spoke out of his, his heart rather than out of his spirit when David first approached him and told him that he wanted to build a house for God. It was, David was sitting in his palace and looking at the splendor round about him that he was enjoying in his place, in his house. And he recognized that God had blessed him to have this splendor and this majesty to live in. And as he dwelt on that thought, he said unto Nathan, should he sit in all of this splendor and God 
dwelling place still be in a tent. And it, it pricked his heart, and he wanted to build a dwelling place for the Ark of the Covenant, for the presence of God, which is what the Ark of the Covenant rec- um, represents. And when he first mentioned it to Nathan, Nathan was like, do what's in your heart, <laughs> okay? Because as far as Nathan was concerned, it sounded good to him, and I could understand that, you know. And Nathan was a prophet of God, and it's like you want to honor God by building him a house or building him a dwelling place. Sounds good to me. Do what's in your heart. Do that. And then as the night progressed and Nathan was in his quiet place, God spoke to him and said, not so. This is what I want you to go back and say to my servant David, which I found very interesting because we, as men and women of God, as prophets of the word of God, as as proclaimers of God's good news, we need to stop before we so quickly answer and say, oh, yes, that's good, because we, we need to recognize and understand that what may be a good idea is not necessarily a God idea. So we need to get it in our spirit and in our heart, no matter what the situation is, no matter how logical it sounds, no matter how good it may seem unto us to do what it is that we purpose in our heart to do, we yet have to get before God. We yet have to go before God and say, God, is this a good idea or is this a God idea? Is this me and my flesh or is this your spirit speaking through me? And that's so very, very important. So that kind of just leaped out at me as I was, as I said, as I was studying and I was not necessarily studying for tonight, but God has just released me to be able to share some of what I studied last week with you on tonight. And, and that was part of of the lesson that I, as I was reading it, again, and I was reading it, and, and as I progressed on in my study and reading it, um, as Nathan came back to David, now thank God for Nathan, thank God for Nathan not being caught up in his pride and in his vain glory and thinking unto himself, well, I've already told him to go forth and what felt good in his heart, so I should not go back and tell him and correct myself because then it'll look like that I'm not accurate in God. See, that's another lesson to learn. See, this is wonderful. Just like when we partake of the Word of God, there are so many lessons that we can learn out of the Scriptures as we read along. It's about the blueprint for our life, and God has given it to us and the men and women that's in the Word of God to be our example. God has shown us what is right before him, and he has shown us what is wrong before him in his word, and we take that as the blueprint, and if we apply the lessons that we learn in the word of God to our lives, then we have something to build a foundation upon, so it was very exciting to pull all these little nuggets out of it, so again, like the the next little nugget that I got out of it was that Nathan was not caught up in pride, but Nathan went back to David and corrected what he had originally told him. Because he heard the voice of God this time, and he went to David and said, no, not so, that God is saying that your son will build him a house, but you will not. And, and it goes, it's a beautiful study. Go to it, Second Samuel, the second chapter, the seventh, I'm sorry, the seventh chapter, and it's a beautiful study for you just to, to get into the word of God and study that, that whole um, dissertation that is in there. But I'm leading up to when after Nathan went back to David and corrected himself, that when David left the presence of Nathan and went into the presence of God, David began to worship God for what he had done for him. And then in his moment of prayer,
began to rehearse back to God that which Nathan had told him God had said. That's what it's all about. It's getting into the presence of God, hearing the voice of God, and then rehearsing it back to him in your prayer time. It's it's God honors his word. Okay, he loves his children, and he is desires. He desires above all else to be able to bless his children. But he honors his word. He honors what his word has has said, or what his word has been declared over your life. So when you go into prayer, and we are talking about the the first mention of prayer in the Word of God, the first time it's mentioned is here in this chapter in Second Samuel, the seventh chapter. And as God broke it open, or as 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 God broke it open for our edification, as we read it, David just went. And he rehearsed back to God what God had said to him. And that was a beautiful lesson to learn there as well, because if you go into the New Testament, the New Testament will teach you that when you know not what to pray or what to say, you entreat the spirit of the living God that is within you, and that is, and you allow him to give you utterances to give unto God. So again, as I said just a moment ago, God honors his word. He loves us, and he desires to bless us, but he honors his word. So we want to entreat the Holy Spirit to Speak through us on tonight, and we do this every week. We entreat the Holy Spirit to give us what to rehearse back unto God, what to pray. We want to hear the heart of God in our adoration for God. We even in our worship, as we're learning more and more how to become worship, not to just worship, but to actually become worship, to go before the throne of God as he would give utterance and lift him up in our worship and in our day-to-day lives. That's how we become worship. It's not just our lip service. Everybody can praise. And remember, um, Christ said that even the very rocks, if the people didn't praise him, even the very rocks would cry out in praise and adoration to him. So anything, anybody can praise him. But we have been called to become worship unto God. And how we do that, we do that by yielding ourselves to God. We do that by allowing his spirit to dwell within us and to speak through us as we just fellowship and have sweet koinonia with the Father. And as we give our lives unto him, as we dedicate ourselves unto him, then he can come in, he can take over, he can speak through us, he can work in and through us, he can use us to his glory. And it is in that that we become worship unto him. So as we worship, As we give adoration unto God with our lip service, it is vitally important that we likewise give adoration and honor and glory unto God in our living. What is the life that you're living? It is one thing to go to church on Sunday and lift up your hands and it's, oh, hallelujah, you do your dance and you do your praise, but then you walk out the church house and you're ready to cut somebody out on the church parking lot. Well, you've not done anything. You've really not given adoration to God because guess what? God knew your heart before you ever entered into the sanctuary, and he knew what you were going to do when you exited the sanctuary, so you basically wasted your time. What God is calling for us to do in this hour is to give of ourselves unto him, that our heart, 
so that you have a clearer and a deeper and a better understanding every time you go before him as to really what you're doing. So you get to that place of total surrender for that moment, (laughs) okay, total surrender for that moment to get into his presence, to give of yourself unto God. God doesn't want a partial relationship with you. He's not a part-time lover. He doesn't, you know, just want you to hit it and quit it, okay? He's not that kind of a God. He wants it all. All through the Old Testament, you will read repeatedly that God is a jealous God. He doesn't share his glory. He wants his children to be his. He has not only ownership, but he has preeminence in your life. That's the place that he wants to occupy within you. So as we get ready to go for the prayer portion of the broadcast, we're going to surrender ourselves unto God. We're going to entreat the Holy Spirit to come in and to have his way as he's already began to do. We want him to be glorified. We want him to be exalted. We want to make sure that we leave nothing within ourselves but that we empty ourselves out before God. Because God knows all things anyway. There's nothing that you can hide from him. Remember, he's omnipresent, which means he's also omnipresent in your mind, in your heart, in your spirit. He already knows where you've been. He knows where you're going. He knows where you are right this moment, in the physical, in the natural, as well as in the spiritual, as well as what's in your heart. See, God reads your heart. You can lift up holy hands all you want to, but some of those hands are unclean because your heart is not right. So tonight, let's empty up of our hearts before God. Let's surrender all of the little nooks and crannies and the little secret rooms that we have built up in our heart and where we've told them, God, you can come into the living room and you can sit like a like company. You can just go so far and I'll entertain you in my living room because I've got it all nice and clean and it's smelling good and I've cleaned the floors and my furniture looks pretty. So you can come into the living room of my heart and, and we can have fellowship here. But you can't come into my bedroom, you can't come into my bathroom, you can't come into my kitchen because I got some things going on in those places. No. God wants to be free to go into every place within your heart, within your mind, within your spirit. So as we prepare ourselves to go into the throne room, into the holies of holies, empty out your thoughts, empty out your heart, be sincere before God. He already knows. He knows what you did last night. He knows what you did 30 minutes ago. He knows what you're thinking even now. He already knows. You can't hide it from him. So now's the time to give it to him. Father God, take my thoughts. Let let my mind, let my, my thought pattern, let that that I dwell on, let that that I fantasize about, let that that I have imagination Ah, running rampant in my mind over. Let it be pleasing before you, Lord. I empty my mind out to you. Let the same mind that was in Christ Jesus be also in me, Father. I can decree that over myself because your word decrees it. And you honor your word. So help me to think on whatsoever is good, whatsoever is righteous, whatsoever is of a good report. Help me, Father God. Help me to erect my thoughts. 
casting down vain imagination and any thought that would exalt itself over you, O Lord God. I capture it now. I give it to you, Father. I empty out my thoughts so that you can have your way in me and through me. Oh, we give you praise on tonight, O Lord God. Help us to empty out our minds. Help us to empty out all the doubt, all the thoughts that says what we can and cannot do, O Lord God, all the, the, the stumbling blocks, all the roadblocks that we have set up in our own mind to say what we can't accomplish in you, all the different things, O Lord God, that we have lo- allowed, Lord, to set up strongholds from in our minds. We release that to you, O Lord God. Your word decrees and declares there is therefore now no condemnation for them that are in Christ Jesus. Father God, we decree and declare that our mind will not think on condemnation, but our mind will think on repentance. Our mind will think on your grace and on your mercy. We will not be caught in the bondage of the mind, O Lord God. We recognize and understand that the mind is a battlefield, Lord God. So we surrender it unto you, Father God, because, Lord, victory is found in you. First, we must surrender our mind to you, Lord God, and then we can pick up the weapon of the word and unlearn what we thought we knew, Lord God, so that we can take within our mind and learn what your word has said about us what you proclaimed over us. Let our mind, O Lord God, walk through the pages of your word. Let our mind, O Lord God, think on you. Let our mind be conformed to you, O God. We surrender it. We surrender it. We recognize, Father, that you will not come and just snatch our mind from us, but you will allow us, O God, to open up our mind unto you and invite you in so that when the mind begins to wander on something that is not of you, O God, you can send up a flag to us. You can show us, O God, where we're headed. You can let us know, Lord God, that that thought is not of you. We need a clear, a clear, a clear channel to your throne room. If our mind is all clouded up with thoughts that are not of you, O God, then we can't clearly hear from you. It is bodily important, God, that we can tap into your presence. It is bodily important, O Lord God, that we can hear from you. It is bodily important, O Lord God, that before I speak, Speak, before I speak, before, 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 not after the fact. Don't let me have to catch my words in the air because I've spoken wrong. Before I speak, oh God, let my mind be stayed on you. Before I act, let my mind be stayed on you. Before I do, let my mind be stayed on you so that I can clearly act and do and speak according to what you purpose in my life. Hallelujah. Ah, we surrender it. We surrender it. We surrender it, oh God. We surrender our mind to you. We surrender our mind to you. We will not allow the enemy, oh, Lord God, nor our own fleshly desires, oh God, to have the preeminence over our mind. We decree it, we declare it, oh God, that our mind is stayed on you. We are renewing our mind daily in your word, oh God. 
It's a daily renewal. We recognize and understand that we can't just read a portion of the word on Sunday or just hear. Some of us, we don't even read it. We just hear a portion of scripture on Sunday, and we think that that's going to carry us all through the week. But, Father God, here and now, Lord God, we surrender our mind to you. We decree and declare, Lord God, that daily, daily our mind will be renewed in your word. Our mind will be renewed in your word. We will meditate on the scripture. We will decree and declare the scripture over our lives. Our meditation will not be self-meditation. It will be God meditation. We will meditate on your word. If we take one verse a day, one scripture a day, and meditate on that scripture all day, then we will get it in our heart. We will get it in our spirit. We will know what thus saith the Lord in that place. Because every time we partake of your word, oh God, every time we open up your word, it opens up afresh and anew unto us. So continue, Lord, continue to feed us. Feed us through your word. Feed us through your spirit. Renew our minds. Renew our minds. That our mind would be stayed on you. Ah, Rochelle, la, 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 we need you, oh God. We need you more than our necessary bread. We need you to take control over our minds because our minds tend to wonder, oh God. Our minds tend to feed on the, the surroundings and the atmospheres around us, oh Lord God, and those are not always holy atmospheres. Those are not always blessed places to be, oh God. They're not always blessed situations, Father God. And sometimes we allow the enemy to rehearse the negativities of the things around us over and over and over again in our mind till it takes root in our spirit. We cannot afford that, Lord. We cannot afford that. So we continually, continually, continually give of our mind over to you. Have your way. Have your way, Lord God. Have your way. Have your way. Have your way. Have your way on today. Ah, we give you praise, we give you praise. And then, Father, as we're surrendering our mind to you, O oh Lord God, take over our spirits as well. Because the more that we dwell in our mind on you, O oh Lord God, the stronger your spirit within us will become. So we thank you, Father. Grow us up. Grow us up, O oh God, in you. We thank you, Father, that you have adopted us into your family and we are the children of God. But, Father, we don't want to just stay there. We don't want to just be your children. We want to graduate into sonship, Lord God. We want to graduate into that place of maturity, oh, Lord God. We want to be counted among your heirs, oh, God. See, it was the sons, it was your firstborns, that inherited the blessing, oh, God. So we want to graduate. We don't just want to be babies. We don't just want to suck on the milk of the word, oh, God, but we want to be able to interpret and to take into ourselves, oh, God, the meat of your word, the meat of what you have spoken over our lives, oh, Lord God. 
You see, we thank you, Father God, for the written word, the, the Bible, Lord God, that will help us, Lord, to rightly divide right and wrong, oh, Lord God. But we want to go deeper than that. We want to go into that realm of revelatory knowledge, oh, God. We want you to speak directly to our hearts. Father, even your word decreed and declared, oh, God, that that day would come, that your word would no longer just be written on the pages of a book, but that your word would be written on the tables of our hearts. And that's the place we want to get to. That's the place we want to be. We want your word written on our heart that nothing and no one can ever take it from us, oh God. There is no captivity known to man that can wipe away what you have written on our hearts. <sighs> that is our desire. That is the place that we want to ascend to, oh God, to where your word is written in our hearts, that there is no doubt that we know, that we know, that we know, that we know what thus saith the Lord in a situation, what thus saith the Lord over our families, what thus saith the Lord, ha, Roshanda, over our bodies, what thus saith the Lord, and we stand on it. We don't take down. We stand on your word. Your word is our firm foundation. Your word is our rock. And it's so much deeper than the word written on the page, but it's the word that you've written in our hearts. Mm. We give you praise for that, oh God. We give you praise, Lord, for promotion, for elevation in you, oh Lord God. For your word has decreed and declared that promotion comes not from man, nor from the east nor the west, but promotion comes only from you. So renew our minds, O oh God, that we can be promoted in our spirits, O oh God, that we can become worship unto you, that we will be fit for your use. You are the master. Our desire is to be fit for your use, O oh God. Thank you. Thank you for what you're doing in us. Thank you for what you're allowing yourself or allowing us to partake of as you work through us. It's not about how good we are. It's not about how gifted we are. It's not about our talents. But it's about our surrendering and our humbling ourselves unto you, that you can use us. Just as you told Jeremiah and you told him to go up to the potter's house and you told him to look at the potter's wheel and how the potter needed the clay, oh, Lord God. And you said, are we not like that clay in your hand? So we surrender, oh, God to be as that clay is in your hand, that you can need us, that you can work us, you can work in and through us, oh God, to accomplish that that you desire in our lives. Oh, we give you praise, we give you praise, we give you praise on tonight. Truly you are worthy. You are worthy. Thank you, Lord God, for loving us enough to desire us, to desire to take us to another realm in you. You are a forward-moving God. You never leave us statue. You never leave us just standing still as a statue. You never leave us stagnant as still running or still sitting water, but you allow us to be that flow, that river. Let your rivers, let your rivers rise up in our bellies. Let your rivers flow from us, O oh God, that we not be stagnated that we be fresh, fresh water, that we 
minister with fresh revelation from you. That as we counsel, we counsel with fresh revelation from your throne room. Mm, we give you praise tonight, O oh God. Truly you are worthy. You are worthy of all the glory. You are worthy of all the honor. We worship you. Thank you, Father. Thank you so very much. Thank you, thank you, thank you, Lord. Now, Father, I lift up those that are listening in on the broadcast on tonight, those that are joining us live and those that will come back and listen to the archives, oh, Lord God, and I just lift them up before your throne. I decree and declare over their lives, Lord, a a hearing, a greater, a greater ability to hear clearly from your throne. A greater ability, Lord, to operate in revelatory knowledge, that knowledge that would come only from you. You are the revelation as well as being the revelator. You are all. Everything is wrapped up and tied up and found in you. So as they're seeking counsel, as they're seeking direction, as they're seeking guidance, let them seek you as the the revelator, as the one to give them the knowledge that they need. And then let them hear the revelation knowledge that you pour into their spirit, that they will act as you command them to act that they will not act out of emotion, they will not act out of their flesh, they will not act out of the hearing of the enemy, but they will react out of the presence of you in their lives, that they will react unto your voice and another voice they will not follow. I thank you, O Lord God, that even at this very moment, at this very hour, you're rising them up. You're you're lifting up their spirits. You're increasing their ability to hear from you. You're opening up their hearts and doing surgery deep within and removing the stones that they have collected in the center of their heart, that the outside was beginning to become fleshy, but they still have some stones in the middle of the heart that they didn't want to release, that bitterness and that unforgiveness forgiveness that was still there, that 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 mm, that pain that they held on to. But God, I decree and declare over their lives tonight, Lord, that there's a washing away, there's a cleansing, oh Lord God, of the stones. The stones are being removed from their heart even now. Their spirit, Lord God, is being transformed. Their mind is being renewed in you even now. I just decree and declare your anointing over their lives, oh, Lord God, that they will arise and shine and they will allow your glory to rest upon them. That in the midst of every situation, in the midst of every circumstance, in the midst of every dark and dismal place they may find themselves in right now, they will see the glorious light of your presence. Light their path for them, O oh Lord God. Illuminate their mindset, O oh Lord God. Stir, stir a fire within their spirit that flows into their bones, O oh Lord God. Just as, as the prophet said, it was like fire. If he shut his mouth, he couldn't. Because it was like fire. Shut up in his bones. Your presence, your presence caused him to go forth. He could not sit down on you because of your presence in his life. Be that unto those that are hearing the sound of my voice, even now. Illuminate their way. Renew their mind. 
uplift their spirits and cleanse their hearts. As David prayed, remove, renew a right spirit within them. Ah, we give you praise for it even now, even now, even now. We come against the spirit of doubt and the spirit of unbelief that would say unto them that you can't do in their lives what they desire to have done. We come against that spirit, O Lord God, that would speak to their hearts and speak to their minds and decree and declare of them that they can't be who you call them to be that they can't accomplish what you call them to accomplish. We come against the lies of the devil in their life right now in the name of Jesus. And we decree and declare, Lord, that your word is supreme in their lives, that which you have spoken over them, that which you have decreed over their lives, that is what is. You said that you are the I am of every situation. I am that I am. That's who you are which means that you have the power and the ability to be everything that they need to accomplish everything that you've called them to. And in the name of Jesus, in the name of Yeshua HaMashiach, Jesus the Christ, in the name of the living God, in the name of your Son, that portion of you that you allowed to step out of your deity and come down to the earth realm, that we may be reconciled back unto you in the name that is above all name, I decree and declare victory over their lives right now. That it is not to come, but it is now. Now is the hour. Now is the season. Now is the time that they experience victory, victory over their mind, victory over their spirit, victory over the doubt, victory over the illness, victory. Victory over the poverty. Now, now is the time. Send now prosperity, oh God, in every area of their lives. That they may grow in you, in stature. That they may get off the milk and devour the sincere meat of who you are. You told us to taste and see that you are good. We partake of you through your word. So let them taste, let them see, let them know in their knower who you are. Reveal yourself unto them, O Lord God. Show yourself mighty that they may know you. And in their knowing, in their knowledge of you, that they would go forth and do great and mighty exploits. Lord, your word said that your people perish for a lack of knowledge. And it was not that they didn't have the knowledge. It was that they didn't utilize the knowledge that you had given them. You said because they had rejected the knowledge, you were going to reject them. So we decree that your knowledge is flowing in and through them even now, even the more. Even the more, right now, oh God, they're partaking of the sincere meat of your, of who you are, of your word, for your word reveals yourself unto us. And we give you the praise and the glory for it, Father. We decree and declare it to be so in the precious, the awesome, and the mighty name of Jesus the Christ. Amen. And thank God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. We give God the praise. We give God the glory and we give God 
the honor. Mm. Ah, yes, Lord, yes, Lord, yes, Lord. So right now we're going to just go into one worship song before we turn to partake of the word of God, and we're going to honor God in our choice. We're going to choose to worship him. It is all about our choice in him. What have we chosen to do today? What have we chosen to give of him today? How have we chosen huh, to allow him? To, to show himself mighty in our lives today. Ah, we give him praise, we give him praise, we give him praise. What a mighty, mighty God we serve. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Have you chosen him today? Have you decided that he is your delight today? Huh. Have you denied, have you denied your flesh for the sake of his glory today? Hallelujah. That is what he has called us to do. That is what he has called us to do. I'm just, you know what, I'm so grateful, and I'm just kind of talking for a moment because I see I'm having some issues with my Internet right now, and I really want us to, to be able to worship God through this song. It's just really in my heart that, you know, we want to decree and declare our choice to worship him. Uh, so we want to give God the praise. We want to give him the glory. And after we partake of this one song, we're going to come back and we're going to partake of the word of God because truly, truly, he is worthy. He is worthy. He is worthy to be praised. Hallelujah. Ah, uh, We bless you, O oh God. We bless you. We bless you. We bless you, O oh God. Hallelujah. 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 Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. We bless your name, O oh God. Thank you, Father. Glory, 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 glory. Ah, yes, Lord, yes, Lord, yes, Lord. Yes, Lord, yes, Lord, yes, Lord. Thank you. Thank you, God. Okay, well, then it's just not wanting to... to Take today. All right. Well, no problem. We're going to go on. We are going to go on. We will not be denied. Hallelujah. We're going to still give God the praise, the glory, and the honor, and we're going to do a Thank you. 
out of the way enough to lift your hands and say God I need you right here you'll be shifting the atmosphere cry myself to sleep 
don't know where my son is. He's, he's been gone for three days. I may call the police. Yeah. But before I do, I'm going to lift my hands. Because in my worship, they'll find him alive and well. And you'll be shifting the atmosphere. Pain in my body. I, doctors don't know what it is. And they tell me just take this medication and that gives me another problem. And they say they take this that and that gives me another problem. But the next time I go to the doctor, before I walk in the room, I lift my hands. And I'll be shifting the atmosphere. Breakthrough and healing. I worship this shifting. Shifting. Shifting the atmosphere. Hallelujah. And there is a shift in the atmosphere. God is shifting us to that place of recognizing Him as our Father. Has has that that loving and that nurturing father, not that hard, stern father that does not care for his children, but that father that because he loves us, he will chasten us. That father that brings us into his presence with his loving kindness. Remember the word of God said, "With loving kindness have I drawn thee." God wants to make sure that we recognize Him for who He is and who we are in. Him, ah, glory. As I said, I wanted to kind of share a little bit from Second Samuel, the seventh chapter tonight, and um, what really, really is in my heart and in my spirit right now is to talk about God as our Father. And there was a promise that God made to David in this scripture that I just, I really just want you to wrap your heart and your spirit and and your your whole being around because it is so profound and God is yet speaking this same promise to us and to our children. And if you go with me to 2 Samuel, the seventh chapter, and we're going to start at um, the 11th verse. And this is Nathan, as I said, speaking to to David once God had spoken to his heart and what Nathan came to deliver the when Nathan came to deliver the word of God to to David. This is is part of what he said. It's not the entirety of it. And I, again, I encourage you study this chapter. It is so profound and so many rich nuggets of of a picture of God in our lives and in our prayer time and what have you. But starting at the 11th verse, it says, And as since the time that I commanded judges to be over my people Israel and have caused thee to rest from all thine enemies, also the Lord telleth thee that he will make thee a house. And when thy days be fulfilled and thy shall sleep with thy fathers, I will set up thy seed after thee, which shall, which shall proceed out of thy bowels, and I will establish my kingdom. He shall build a house for my name, and I will establish the throne of his kingdom forever. Now, this is what I really want you to hear, these next two verses. Verse 14 says, and I will be his father and he shall be my son, 
If he commits iniquity, I will chasten him with the rod of men and with the stripes of the children of men. And here's the here's the, the beauty of our relationship with God. The 15th verse says, but my mercy shall not depart away from him as I took it from Saul, whom I put away before thee. Hear me with your spirit and hear the word of God deep down inside. God said that he was going to be Solomon's father and that Solomon would be his son and that if Solomon committed iniquity, that he was going to chasten him. With the rod of men, he was going to use men to come against him. And with the stripes of the children of men, he was going to use people to come against him, even in his chastening of him when he committed iniquity. But his mercy, he said, would never depart from him. He would never lift up his hand of mercy off of his life. And I believe in my heart of heart and in my spirit of spirits tonight, that God is speaking that same thing to your life, that you are his child. Remember, sonship in the word of God is not predicated on gender. Sonship is predicated on your stage of maturity in God. So don't get it twisted that it was, he was only talking and this is only for the men, but this is for the body. This is for, remember, in, in Christ there is no male nor female, no Jew nor Greek, but we are a spirit before the Lord. So hear the voice of God with your spirit, and he is saying unto you tonight that he is your father and you are his child, that he has called you into himself. And when you commit iniquity, because we've all fallen and come short of the glory of God, and I'm not talking about before you got saved. I'm talking about in this journey since you started on your way with the Lord. Daily, daily we have to repent. Daily we have to rid our mind and our spirit and our hearts of the flesh. This is a daily thing. Any of you that have walked in any length of time with God and have any type of maturity in the spirit of God, you recognize and understand that your thoughts are not always Christ-like. You recognize and understand that what comes out of your mouth is not always from the spirit of the living God. We're an imperfect people, and God knew that. But he gave us his grace and his mercy. So I want you to get in your spirit tonight that no matter what your imperfection may be, no matter what your iniquity may be, because he is a loving father, because he is an all-knowing God, he will chasten you. If you are willfully disobeying him, and I'm not talking about, oh, I didn't, you know, there are times when we unwillingly do something that that we shouldn't do. I, I understand that. There are those times. But I'm talking about when we blatantly prepare our minds, see, oh, thank you, Holy Spirit. See, this is why God had me praying over our minds tonight. Because we rehearse things in our mind, and as a man thinketh, so is he. So we rehearse things in our mind. We get it it's just entrenched into our thought pattern of what it is that we want to do. We, we, we continually meditate on that day and night instead of meditating on the word of God. And then we allow that thought pattern to lead us to a place that God didn't call us to. 
to lead us into a situation, to lead us into a relationship, to lead us into a land that God never called us to. And then sometimes we have to be chastened because we willfully disobey the voice of God. How many times have you done something and it backfired on you? It like just kind of blew up in your face. And as soon as it happened, you said, something told me not to do that. Something, something told me not to do that. I'm here tonight to encourage you to listen to the voice of God that is within yourself. Listen to his spirit when he gives warning about a situation, when he gives warning about an individual. Do not just blatantly disregard the warnings of God. See, because you don't know tomorrow, he does. You don't know what your future holds, he does. Hear the voice of God. Pay attention to the voice of God. Pay attention to his warnings and his leading and his guiding and his directives. Pay attention. And when he chastens you, don't fight the chastening. Just humble yourself. (laughs) Again, there's no place where you'll get to a place or no time when you'll get to a place that humbling is not necessary in your life. It's not going to happen. There's always going to be a new situation, a new circumstance that you are first and foremost have to humble yourself before God is. When he begins to chasten you, don't fight it. Yield into it, repent of it, so you can pick yourself up and go on. Because what did we read? We read that he was going to be our father. We would be his son. When we commit iniquity, he would chasten us. Ah, but thanks be unto God, he didn't stop there. But my mercy. But my mercy. There's a and, and I don't know I don't remember the chapter in Isaiah, but I do remember that it is in Isaiah when God speaks to His children and He tells His children, "For a time I turned my face, for a time in my anger, but I won't turn from you again. In my anger I hardened my heart to you, but I will not do that again." God is a merciful God, but don't take his mercy for granted. I implore you, do not take the mercy of God for granted because God is no joke. He is not to be played with. He's serious. He's serious in the things that he has proclaimed for our life. He is serious in the blessings that he wants to give us. He is serious. He's also serious in his chastisement of his children. If you are a parent, you recognize and understand that because I'm sure you are serious when you're chasing your own children. And you do it out of love. You do it because you don't want them to go in the wrong path. I remember my mother telling me before once that, you know, nobody will ever hit me out of love but her. In other words, when she spanked me, and I don't want to hear about your corporal punishment, Issues, okay, because she didn't kill me. 
spanking did not kill me. But when she would spank me, she would she made it a point, and, and it wasn't like she told me to say all the time. But she was telling me what she was telling me is not to be a victim of abuse. That that is an actuality what she was telling me. And as she was telling me that, she said to me, "No one, no one will ever hit you out of love but me. So if somebody hits you, you don't take it." But that's another message that's going down another path, and that's not what God has called us to tonight. The love of a parent, when a parent chastens his child, if you believe in putting your child in time out, you're doing it because you want that child to to change to his ways. You want that child to be obedient. You want that child to see the error of his way. That's what chastening is. It's like to see the error of what you're doing wrong, to know that, okay, you know that you know this is wrong. This is not what I need to do. This is not the way that I need to go. When God begins to chasten you, it's because he's trying. He's not trying. He is getting your attention, and he is saying to you, this is not what I've called you to. This is not the way that I've chosen for you to go. Hear me. Hear my voice. See, because in the natural, there may be a chance that your parent may be on occasion wrong in their chastening of you. But God is never wrong. So don't get that twisted. God is never wrong. Why? Because he created you. He created the day. He knows what the day holds. He knows your future. He's already established your end from your beginning. He knows the thoughts that he has of you. He knows the thoughts that are good and not of evil to give you an expected end. Like I said, he's already created your end, and then he backed up and created your beginning. So he already knows. So heed his voice. Accept him as a loving father. You may have not grown up with a father. You may have grown up with an abusive father. Or you may have grown up with the best daddy you could have ever wanted. No matter where you find yourself, do not judge God by your father. Do not judge him by human standards because he's far above that. See him in his majesty. See him in his splendor. See him in his wisdom. See him in his glory and honor him with your life. Because when all is said and done, You want his affirmation on your life. You want to hear, well done, my good and faithful servant. That's going to conclude our our lesson for today. I pray that you have been blessed. Uh, We seem that we're going to, I'm just praying. It looks like we may have to expand the broadcast to maybe an hour and a half instead of an hour because God continually takes us in a different direction even before we get to the throne room of God. And I want to be able to share the word with you in its entirety of what God has given me for you. So we, we, we're praying. We're praying. But as it stands right now, we thank and praise God for this hour that we are spending with you every Monday night, 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, 7 p.m. Central, 5 p.m. Pacific. We're here with you every Monday evening. The Lord say the same. And we thank God for an opportunity to share with you. I pray that if it blesses your life, 
encourage others to come back into the archives. You never know what word has been spoken that will encourage a friend, a family member, a loved one on their journey. See, the word that you got out of tonight's broadcast, somebody else may come along and get a whole different word out of it, but yet and still God's word goes forth to encourage you on your journey. So I thank and praise God for this time with you on tonight. I pray again that you have been blessed, and I just want to pray over your life as we close out tonight's broadcast. Father God, we give you praise. We give you glory. We give you honor. We are so grateful unto you, Lord God, for every opportunity, every chance that you allow us, oh Lord God, to partake of your word. We thank you, Lord God, that your word is the truth that we live by, oh Lord God. Your word, hallelujah, has established us. Your word is rooted and grounded within us, oh Lord God. Your word is our firm foundation, oh Lord God. We thank you, Father, that you have blessed us with the partaking of your word on tonight, be it through exhortation, be it through prayer, or be it through the actual living, breathing scripture. We give you praise on tonight. Now, Lord, I lift up those that have partaken of your word on tonight along with me. I just pray a blessing over their life, Lord God, as they go forth on this week, Lord God. Bless them as they come. Bless them as they go. Make them the head and not the tail, O Lord God. Illuminate their path, Lord. Your word decreed and declared that you, your word, would be the lamp upon our path, O Lord God. So light their way, Lord God, with your word. Encourage their hearts, Father God. Manifest yourself in their lives in such a real way that there would be no doubt that you're in the midst of their situation. You have control of their circumstance. Continue, Lord God, to work on their hearts. Continue to pour your spirit into them. Continue to regulate their mind thoughts, oh God. And bless them, bless them, bless them in season and out of season, oh Lord God. And I give you the praise, the glory, and the honor for your divine wisdom on our lives. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Lord, that we operate under an open heaven with revelatory knowledge freely flowing in us and through us. And unto you be the glory. Yahweh, it is unto you that we pray. And we give praise, glory, and honor in the name of Yeshua, HaMashiach. Jesus the Christ, we give you praise. Amen, and thank God. You guys be blessed. Have an awesome, awesome week, and I will see you this time again next week. The Lord willing, Lord say the same. So we're going to go out with Fred Hammond on tonight that we love God like that.
Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.